0: About, I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you? Oh, today is Saturday, March 28th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I host a little show called This Joe Batanz. And uh, it's going to be a big one today, because, of course, I had to have uh, a This Joe tantrum this morning. But my feelings on it are a little complicated. They're not so Mia a culpa. They're not so you a culpa. Somewhere in between. It's this Job and Tans right here. On Afterthought Media. I stated earlier, this is Saturday, March 28th, 2020. We are coming to you from the quarantine state of uh, Southern, well, California, Southern California where I am specifically. Quite an eventful day today in uh, the world of this Joe Batanz and afterthought and all that drama. Let's talk about it. So, um, I get, I never got to have that conversation with Taylor that I promised in the first response. Um, but that's a whole other episode of This Job of Tants. So, uh, we record... Um, the plan has always been to record Drag Race Recap at 6 a.m. my time, 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. That's a whole other episode. What? I'm not going to talk about that right now. But I had... Uh, yesterday, after uh, I finished... Oh, the first response, I had to do a couple of little editing things uh, just to get the scripts ready and the outline. Luke did a great job putting them together. It didn't take much, but just like little fixes, little words here and there, the way I speak, you know, nothing big. That would be normal for everywhere. And then I pulled the audio. Uh, What's funny is I had debated, like, should I just go to bed? And then do this early in the morning. But I said, yeah, well, well, we'll just do it. And the thing was, I wasn't very tired. I wasn't super sleepy. And every day, and what's so funny is, this is the way, this is, God has a sense of humor. I'm going to be honest with you. In that every day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there was this weird thing where I was waking up without fail at like 4.30ish in the morning, give or take five or 10 minutes. Okay. And I would make a half hearted attempt to go back to sleep, but it wouldn't work. You know, so I would be up from four thirty in the morning until I went to bed around eleven. And I was like, whatever. So I go, Well, I have to get to sleep tonight. Okay? I can't go to bed at eleven, you know. I I go I better get to bed at like nine. So I popped a couple of two exactly Tylenol PMs and I uh went to sleep. As fate would have it, it was literally the most restful night of sleep I've ever had in my, like, in the, in recent memory. Where, like, it's almost like I can remember falling asleep, and then the next thing I remember is a knock on my door, and my dad saying, like, don't you have to be on the podcast right now? And it was like 6, and I wake up, and I go, oh, it's like 6.45, and I see a, a text from Taylor that says... Um, Uh, where are you? Or is everything okay? And I'm like, oh my god. So that's like, it's, I probably, I was probably like at 6.48 a.m. And I feel awful. I'm like, oh my god, and my heart is racing, and I'm like trying to wipe the sleep out of my eyes. And I stumbled in my computer. My computer I have to turn it on, and it's a whole thing. I it's not to wake up from sleep, but even when I wake up from sleep, and it takes a while just to like it. Like I was like the computer. Like yes, I had technically been awakened, but it took me a few minutes to uh, actually wake up. And so I went downstairs, and I, uh, I I have some iced coffee. that I poured a little bit in. Uh, into a glass because i didn't want to have too much caffeine whole other story and i come upstairs and i'm like taylor i'm here oh my god i'm so sorry and i go on crowdcast and then i have to do a, a couple of little things I go, let's do this at 7 a.m exactly and i'm rushing to finish a couple of little things like i don't think i pulled i hadn't pulled a clip zero yet and there's a whole thing right and then we get on the air. And for those of you, many of you, uh, oh, this I think this is on Crowdcast, actually. Because I go, I don't want to disappoint. You. I went right live at 7. And then Taylor was having trouble getting into um, the chat room and putting him on. But I was like, whatever. I, I'm not going to be a dick about this because I'm an hour late. Okay? And you just to I feel as this is going on, because as you know, afterthoughts, I hate to let you guys down. I hate to disappoint you, so i'm already on edge. My, I actually check my pulse. You can probably see it on the camera <clears throat> when I do it because I, I want to go like, "Is my pulse racing?" Uh, I think you can. I think if you, I think I believe if you look at the video, you can see me put my fingers to my carotid artery, trying to take my pulse to see if it, how fast is it going because I feel awful. I feel so guilty. I feel awful that there were people who showed up at 6 a.m as promised and there was no show. Uh, I take this very seriously. This is my job, and to sleep through it, and when I try and set an example, makes me feel awful, makes me feel terrible, makes me feel embarrassed, makes me feel ashamed, makes me feel all these emotions, okay? But I'm trying to, if you watch that video, uh, as I'm waiting for Taylor, as all that's happening, I'm trying to like uh, do a little bit of self meditation and self healing and self soothing and and trying to forgive myself and and heal and be calm because I realize if I'm in a shitty mood when I start the show, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a good show. Whenever I do the show in a bad mood, it's not gonna be a good show. So um, I don't want to start in a bad mood. So I'm like trying to do that. And then as we find out, T- Taylor's sound isn't working. He can't hear me. Right? No, he. he yeah, he can't hear me, but we can hear him. So he's going off and he's, I'm going to be trying to fix this. And so, I, so I'm so i just waking up. Usually I would be vamping and telling stories, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to play music at this point. Um, and uh, that gives me a chance to sort of collect my own thoughts and being here. But I, the audience has music. They know we're here. They're entertained. They see me here. And we'll get to the music part in a second. But as the music is playing, you have to understand, I'm getting frantic text messages from Taylor, who is discovering, and I actually don't even know how this was resolved, that his computer has a virus. And it's not allowing anything to open. It's not allowing... Uh, a lot of software's not working. Um, and so he is like, he's like, oh my gosh, I have a virus. And, and I think... I, I'm, I'm, he said at the time he just said I fixed a problem at the time I was just trying to get him on the air, so I was like, uh, okay. So then he finally gets on the air. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if he's on his laptop. I don't know if he if he solved his computer problem. I don't know what happened. I still don't know to this day what happened. I should call him and find out. But now we are like started the show. Well, here's the other backstory that you don't know. That's another level of stress that I'm dealing with, which is usually. We do drag race recap, and then that's it. I release it and that's it. End of story, right? And uh, even if I have like a throwing down, there's a huge buffer because I do it at 6 a.m. It's usually done by 7:30 or 8. That's two hours to eat some breakfast, edit the show, put it out, do throwing down. It's gonna be a very casual Saturday. Well, Jay Ellis wants to do his final two interviews with Adam Burns and with Uh, taylor the latte boy he wants to do those interviews well taylor and adam just want to get it done on saturday today so on friday there was a huge like conference call but among the four of us where we work it out that taylor and i will do drag race recap from six to eight and then from eight to nine it's all going to be very very like regimented okay and very scheduled And uh, from 8 to 9, I'm going to do Throwing Down with Adam Burns. From 9 to 10, he's going to do his interview with Jay Ellis. And from 10 to 11, Jay is going to interview Taylor Latte Boy. End of story. Well, now it's starting to dawn on me, oh, my God, we're not even starting the show till 7.15. And now I'm trying to solve that problem in my head because Adam Burns... God love him, hates to be canceled on or have anything change. It really, really upsets him. So not in an angry kind of way, in a very like, oh, well, my whole day is ruined because I planned around this and stuff like that. He makes it happen, but that's how he is. So I realized that. And I'm like, um, I think even Taylor and I deal with it on the show where I'm like, maybe Mike Lawson can do the show. And then I'm texting Mike Lawson. So I'm just telling you that there's that as the show is going that i'm juggling cats behind the scenes i'm trying to figure out how we can still get a show going at 8 a.m with adam burns so that he feels um validated that his time has been honored because i will be honest with you the last couple of times i've done this with adam burns i've had to move the time or change the time and it hasn't been fair to him so I, i feel badly About that. So I feel badly that I've let down the audience. I feel badly that I've let down Adam Burns. And I'm trying to get to see if Mike Lawson will step in. Mike Lawson doesn't text me till like 759, right? So that's too late. I already canceled with Adam Burns. I feel like shit for canceling on Adam Burns. All this is going on, okay? I don't even know when it's going on during all this drama. But you have to understand, that was what my morning was like. And I'm not saying that, oh, woe is me or anything like that. I'm just trying to give you the backstory of this, it went on whatever audio you hear, whatever video you see, I think in the video it's kind of mentioned, this is what's going on. Because I'm thinking, how is this going to affect every my oversleeping by one hour? How is this going to affect everybody's day. How am I going to get drag race recap done? How are we going to get throwing down done? I can't I mean, it's crazy. And then on top of that, and this is true for all of us, I think we're all a little on edge about what's going on with the quarantine. The numbers are getting worse. My parents are really freaked out. We're all stay I've been in the same house. I haven't really left with a, with a few exceptions for at least at least 7 days right? Probably closer to two weeks, right? Definitely between seven and 14 days. I have not left this house except to go to Walmart for a second. You know, like, I haven't gone to see John Paul. Oh, no, I saw John Paul a week ago. But, uh, but but, remember, that was a whole big ordeal about seeing John Paul, okay? So, I, I you know, I, every everybody is feeling more anxious. Everyone is on edge. Everyone feels... They're, they're not... They're just, yeah, they're. you guys know what I'm talking about. All right. That is all there, right? And now I am have to do, because we're doing things differently now. And this, we're still going to do it this way. I think this is what works. Is we are going to do the Just Between Us Girls segment first before we start the show. Okay. We're going to do Just Between Us Girls before we start the show. All right. And then we'll do the show, and then that show will get released to the general public, and then I will just insert Just Between Us Girls, or maybe start l- releasing it as a separate show to Patreon, if that makes sense, okay? Anyway, um, so now we're in the middle of that, but now it's like 7.30, 7.40 by the time we start doing that, by the time Taylor gets computer problems fixed, all that. But I'm really on edge, right? I'm just under a, a, an enormous amount of stress and i've only been awake less than an hour okay i have yeah You have to sense something. i'm immediately imagine waking up being woken up and being thrown into a place where not only do you have to make a lot of decisions and a lot of uh and deal with a, and put out a lot of fires but you have to be entertaining and funny and jovial all at the same time it's not easy people i am telling you okay So now, like I said, now we're at the place, now let's get to the music part. We're at the place where I, Taylor is trying to deal with his drama. So as a broadcaster, I need to feel the the dead air. I've just woken up, so I don't know if I can just talk. And so I go, let's play music. And because this is an impromptu thing, I just opened my Spotify Okay. Now, you have to understand something. Because of all the weird music I play on this show, my Spotify is a mishmash of recommendations. If you saw my Spotify, and I should take a picture, because I play stupid songs, because I play whatever dumb shit we play on here, it gets recorded into my Spotify recommendations. So I get recommended all sorts of crazy shit that makes no sense. That's not really my thing. But I'm looking at the recommendations and seeing like, oh, well, what can we play from here? Okay. And so uh, I play – what was the first thing? Oh, I play Dynamite – I swear to God, Dynamite Hack, Boys in the Hood came up on my Spotify recommendations. And I remember that it was a cover that was gigantic in the early 2000s. So I'm like, let's play that little did i realize the societal implications of what i was playing i just remember it being like a sort of fun funny song from the early 2000s these guys doing a melodic cover of boys in the hood by nwa okay that caused a problem all right what right Then I played uh, 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 the theme song from Cowboy Bebop, right? A new version. People were fine with that. And they started talking about anime, great conversation going on in the chat room about Cowboy Bebop. Then after that, another recommendation. Actually, the recommendation I got, and which is so funny because this is what it came up, the recommendation I got was Weezer. Okay? The recommendation I got was Weezer. But I was like, "Mm, I don't want to do Weezer. I go, oh, but you know what? I that reminded me of this article I read. I don't remember where I read it about how Ozma was the greatest band you've never heard of, or something like that. I go, let's pull up some Ozma. So I pull up Ozma and I start playing that song, and then all of a sudden, it's about this is now by the way, what I'm telling you is my interpretation. But what I'm seeing is, oh, uh, did Joe's the kind of person that likes, um, uh weezer unironically and they're horrible and um and then uh, he probably likes toto and then all this stuff like that right and it's just like i'll be honest with you i'm already under a lot of stress and by the way this is a conversation i am willing to have right but uh, I still stand, by what by what I said, and I if this person wants to go on the air, I don't even know if this person's still a Patreon member. They might be mad at me too. Is I will go on the air and I will have the conversation. But it reminds me of an old joke at the Magic Castle where they're like, "Sometimes the magician is such a standard joke. I'm so sick of it. People always laugh." Where if someone like talks while the magician doing a trick, he'll go like, uh, "Excuse me, uh, this isn't TV. I can hear you." And it's the same thing here, right? Well, we're changing that. Where that is going to be changed. Is if you write to me, I see it, and I will comment. And so it's we we are going to change that. Where you guys are going to have more freedom to say whatever you want to say about me. But um, yeah. And in that time in the morning, like, like, I'm not television. I. These things affect me. And I, I don't feel guilty about it because there are people who I respect who feel the same way that I do. I've talked to YouTubers. I've talked to, um, I've read about celebrities who, uh, are like, yeah, I've been chast, not chastised, but I've been, um, Warned by social media influencers that I've spoken to and shared my frustrations and and lamented to that, like, I am silly for engaging with the audience the way that I do, because this is bound to happen. They, they get this level of feeling of... Um, comfort with you where they feel that they can say things to you not that what Haley said was was really bad I wasn't really offended by it but it put me in a very sensitive defensive mode where I'm trying to say well listen and I do hold to this this is going to be you one day and by the way for the record I don't like Weezer I do like unironically but I'm not not ashamed of it because at a certain point someone is going to tell Haley you like this and you are so old and weird for liking it and, but I also understand that's part of being her age. I, I so I don't hold it against her. But I'm saying this is what's coming down the pipeline. All right, and there's that. You know, I only have a few minutes left, so let me get to the to the meat and potatoes here, which is um, that. Um, what happened so then all this is going on i'm having the conversation on just between us girls with taylor because i want to get his insight because i know he's older like me and what does he think about this we have a conversation about it and then i'm on crowdcast if you don't have crowdcast or you don't watch the crowdcast let me tell you there's a feature where you can either talk to people in the chat room or you can submit a question that i would see directly Okay, and a lot of the questions, like there was a question in there, do I think, or do Taylor and I think that uh, the Aiden drama was built up to, um, because of the lack of storyline because of the cherry pie? Legitimate question, right? But during all of this, while all, I just explained to you for 20 minutes what was going on in my head and what's going on, and I want the record to show I was never angry with Haley, but I was engaging on my version of a spirited debate okay i was engaged in my version of a spirited debate never was mad at Haley. okay but i'm in the middle of that with all the drama and then i get a question that says wait is this? I, I just wrote to the person right now uh, about Drag Race recap. Is this the show, or what, when are we getting a Drag Race, or something It's something like that. It's in the crowdcast. So you can go look. And and it, it wasn't that exactly, but it was like when are we? Is this Drag Race recap or something? And at that moment, I'm like, in my head, split second. I cause I have a split second to read these questions, and still I have to read them when Taylor's talking. So Taylor's talking. I'm half listening, and then I'm reading these questions. And my interpretation at the time was, well. You registered for a Crowdcast called Drag Race Recap. You came in, you logged on to a show called Drag Race Recap. Taylor and I are on the video under a title that says Drag Race Recap. Yes, this is Drag Race Recap. So I took it as, so my interpretation was, the guy is being a dick and uh, he is doing this. Uh, You see, well, you know what? A big present for all of you. There's going to be a March 28th, part two, because there's more to talk about here. March 28th, part two, coming up in a little bit. We'll see you all in a little bit on this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. You'll get the end of this story, because there's been all this drama since then. All right, goodbye. About, I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Saturday, March 28th Again, this is the first ever This Joe Batanz two-parter Because there's so much to talk about I've never burned through 20 minutes so quickly And I did on part one so you're get you're getting it. This has been your dream. It's part two of this Joe Batans Saturday, March twenty eighth, right here on Afterthought Media. right there in the little introduction today still is saturday march 28th 2020 i was talking about everything that happened i think i got most of the facts out so i guess this one is more the analysis and the emotion and the sharing and stuff like that i'll be honest with you because this is a part two if i feel i've run out of steam and i have this power i'll just jump to the end so this may—I mean, it may be twenty minutes. I, I this I can talk, okay? But it also—I'm ten minutes, and I'm like, man, I said everything I have to say, right? And just I'll just end the show, and I can do that. I have those magic powers to do that. Anyway, as I was—I'm going to just previously on, um, I was saying that, and by the way, if you're hearing this because sometimes some podcast net things will do things like the most recent one, go back and listen to part one of this episode, all right? Go back and listen to part one of this episode, and uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, uh, so previously on, I was saying that I was in the middle of a very stressful hour, okay? And just so you know, and all the stress that happened... It did not get sorted out until, let me see, when did I text Adam Burns and Adam Burns responded? I can tell you. I can actually give you an exact time. Adam Burns responded to me at um, 7.56 a.m. So that means not until like 8 a.m. And I think by that point, all the drama had already happened. I'm still wondering what's happening with throwing down. What's happening with Mike Lawson? Is he going to do it with him? How are we going to schedule Jay Ellis? How are we going to schedule this? How are we going to do that? All until Adam Byrne was okay with me canceling throwing down. I was still under a lot of stress. Once he canceled it, he agreed to be canceling it. I, I felt a lot better. Cause I'm like, okay, it'll work out. The plan's gonna work. We'll just do throwing down later, and he'll do his thing with everything will work out with Jay, everything will work out with Taylor. And as you heard, it did. So anyway, uh but and 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 I want to state for the record again, and I still feel this, and I don't know if Haley heard me on some other show say this. I don't even know if he said another show. It could have been off the air. Not off the air, but you know, like that banter between shows that if she does Rulaska thoughts with me, I am happy to engage in the debate. I was never angry. It was just more a conversation, and I think a conversation between a Gen Xer and a Gen Zer about this would be very interesting. But uh, it was just a spirited debate, and you know, and uh, I do not even say a debate. It was a spirited uh, monologue on my part, based on what was said in the chat room. Never offended by it, never bothered by it. Uh, I thought, in fact, I was like, oh, this brings up an interesting conversation to talk about, see what Taylor talks about, blah, 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 blue. Uh, I think sometimes people interpret me being uh, very passionate about something as being being angry about something, but I wasn't angry. I was passionate. Because, you know, it's so funny, It, 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 it allowed me to talk, it gave me an avenue to talk about things that I've been thinking about for a while, um, but just never had the opportunity to talk about, you know? and uh Haley's a very friendly person i'm sure that if she and i got in a conversation about it and it would be a very friendly conversation you know um so anyway so uh who's being so loud Can you guys hear that i feel like i'm at Lori's house so uh anyway so then but then i'm under this high stress situation passionately talking i'm in a i'm in i wouldn't say the zone but taylor and i are in this heated zone so to speak Passionate zone, and I see that there's a question. I get a little red letter that shows me question, not a red, letter, like a red dot. And so I look at the question, and I'm thinking it's a question from Haley. It's a comment from Haley. It's a comment from Haley's mom. It's a comment from somebody about what we're talking about. It could be, you know, SDC or Spiral Queen or uh, Luke. I don't know who. Somebody is coming and chiming in. Maybe they have some insight. But instead, it is a question, and let me look it up. I'm going to look it up on Crowdcast, because this des- this person deserves to be quoted exactly. Um, but it it's this question where I fly off the handle, because I'm in the middle. I've just not had the best morning, let's be honest. And uh, I'm already tense. And um, let me see. The question was, is this the Drag Race recap show? that was the question and uh, and as i stated in the last episode i'm like well, yeah fucker what show is it is so i i i what other show what what other show would this be right now by the way fyi just so you know for people who are listening who might get triggered by what i just said taylor explains things to me later okay we'll get to that okay on off the air on a phone call so i go okay the audience has been a bunch of assholes fuck you I'm off the video. Done. And I was already thinking, I'll just do it on Discord. But that means I have to switch. Taylor has to go to Hangouts. I have to do all these things. So we have to go off the air. And then I go on Discord. So, uh, but I, I don't need these questions. Because it's one of these things where it's like, I interpret that as, is this the Drag Race recap show? Like, I interpreted that in that split second Of being very passionate in the middle of of talking about something as like, aren't you supposed to be talking about Drag Race? Why are we talking about this? And I was like, well, fuck you. It's my show. And I will talk whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And fuck you. I'm now going to go off the video. Right? I'm not saying that's an important. I'm not saying that is a appropriate response. Okay? And I should try and be better. But, um, as a, in, in a conversation that I had recently somewhere, always remember I never know what shows I'm having this conversation. Not that I excuse Ellen's behavior or other Dicky celebrities' behavior, but on a microcosmic level, I'm starting to understand it, you know, where I I can see how one goes there and I'm actively fighting it. You're what you're witnessing right now audibly, is a person trying to fight going to the dark side because I'm starting to empathize and understand that people get this sense of familiarity with you where they say things in a cheeky way. And you don't know them. You don't have, you have to understand something. This is essentially a one-sided relationship in that I am sharing who I am with you, but I don't know you guys and I don't know your quirks or your picadillos or anything about you. So sometimes you may think we have this familiar relationship, but we don't. And I don't know and I'm not saying I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm not I really not. I, I swear to you, I promise in everything that's good. I'm not saying it to be an asshole. It's just the truth. And so I, I you know, later in hindsight, I recognize, oh, this person didn't mean anything by it, you know um, but it's hard in the moment, especially very difficult moments, to interpret that that it's the person thinking they're familiar with me. I'm actually going to use a stand-up comedy example. I talked about this before. Is in a more immediate situation. I would ho- I hosted this show at Barney's Beanery in Pasadena. And um I was the host. So I was going up there a lot. And my humor, as you can probably guess, is very self-effacing. Right? It's very self-effacing. And you've heard versions of that on this show. Or any show. And so people would be in the audience, they'd be laughing at me talking shit about myself. And more often than not, I would be at the bar and a person would come up to me. Now, you understand, they think they're being friendly and funny. And they would be, uh, what's up, you ugly fat fuck? And I'd be like, whoa, right? I mean, it's just like this person you don't know has just come up to you and called you a, a fat, ugly fuck. And I understand that I've by doing those jokes on stage, I've given them the license to do that. But it's still... They shouldn't, you shouldn't do that to people. And, um, and, uh, I, but I understand their intentions weren't bad, but they just, they thought they were my friend and I don't know them. They're just in the audience. And, um, so I think, so the, so the guy on Crowdcast, I guess he went on Discord and apologized profusely and whatever. So, but I have to be honest with you, after I hung up, And I sort of breathed a little bit. Taylor and I did talk a little bit off the air. FYI, we talked a little bit off the air. Uh, And we got into the sort of zen. I was very like, okay. Let's just rub it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. And then we went on Discord. And if you saw, it was a pretty standard issue show. I didn't really think about it during the show. I made jokes about Haley, And I've told Luke before, actually. I've told this to Luke before. I I don't know if it's on, on the air in private. Which is... If I joke about you, if I make jokes about you, it's not that serious. It's when I'm quiet and I don't say anything that that's when I'm pissed. Okay. If I don't say anything on, if I don't tease you on the air, then I'm pissed. If I tease you on there, I'm not really pissed. Okay. So, uh, and so the fact that I was teasing Haley, you know, that's going to be her new, um, Uh Joe, if you want to listen to a show with a real insight, drive race recap. Anyway, um is then I just do the show as normal, right? And then I go to cause so then all the shows finish and everything's done, and I'm now that my new homework is to process these shows, edit these shows. Uh, and then post them on Patreon, post them on the public feed. Po- it's basically now it's the library part of it, you know. It's it's where Joe Batans is the editor and um, poster of all the shows. So I now I've processed all the shows. Now I tend to post them on Patreon, and when I go to my Patreon, I happen to see the numbers this morning, right, of subscribers. It's dropped by like two. Which is funny because for the past month, six weeks, it's just been going up and up and up and up. Okay. But this morning, from this morning to now a few hours later, it's dropped by two people and the money has dropped by, wait a minute. So it's two people we lost and now the money has dropped by $40. Okay. Which in the grand scheme of things isn't that much. Here's the problem with Patreon it doesn't let me see who did it i can't see i can't tell i got to write to them maybe there is a way i don't know but i tried every which way to find out what just happened right and uh so i just know that i lost two subscribers that means that's two premium members i'm sorry two exclusive members dropped out well, I can tell you right now that one of them was Thomas. Okay, so anyway, so I see that and I call Taylor. I go, Oh, yeah, we lost two people and it went down $40. dollars we lost two exclusive tier members, right? And uh Taylor says, um, you know, and we start talking about it. And he goes, Well, in Discord, Common Cool, that's his name, uh wrote that you know he was sorry, stuff like that. I go, okay, well, let me let me write to him and then Somebody left me a really dicky comment. Uh, This A.J. Norris character. uh, Who's going to hear this show? Uh, Because I will say this right here. I don't want to see... My suspicion that it was A.J. Norris and Comic-Cool. I I think I kind of know it's Comic-Cool. But A.J. Norris, who works in the mental health field... And this isn't the first time he's done this. Whenever there's something uh he he doesn't like i I think there's a difference between um telling someone that they did something you didn't like or here's this but he takes it to a level which is very odd for a mental health professional to do that to the point where i think he knows exactly what he's doing where he left a comment saying um am i still on patreon let me look here um i gotta go to patreon he left a comment where he said, uh, I got to go to the post, publish post. I, again, I don't want to misquote anybody. Okay. So he wrote, let's see here. Um, he wrote, that was a little embarrassing when in the car and giving my husband a taste of a recap show, he simply looked at me like I was crazy and turned it off, right? Um, now what's funny is by itself, it doesn't really mean anything, but that's not the first time he's written something like that. He's always writing things about how I'm embarrassing him or myself. Uh, I think when I got in that fight with George, he either wrote me a message or uh, a comment about how grossly inappropriate it was what I did, and that he wanted to use the audio from this to teach his his coworkers on how not to deal with employee. Like it, it's never like it's never just here is something like I you know a different. It's always how I'm embarrassing myself, or I I embarrassed him right here because he played with his husband. He had the husband had to turn it off. Right, and then, um, and then like with George, and this is the only two I remember. There's been a couple of other cases, maybe at least at least one again where I embarrassed myself, and I'm embarrassing, and and I'm just like, and so I wrote him. I wrote him. I wrote him to. I wrote. Him, I wrote, Taylor. I I will say that not to tell Taylor up the river. I said, Taylor, this is what this guy wrote. What do I respond? And he said, I think you should write to him and say. I saw this comment and what did you mean by that? You know, and of course I wrote it as like, what, how was I supposed to respond to this? That was my response, right? Because it really is like, when you write that comment, when you write something like that to somebody who's going to see it, what did AJ Norris, in his brain, who works in the mental health field, what did he think I was going to do? What did he think my response was going to be? Like, oh, (laughs) I embarrassed you by getting my feelings hurt or being upset, and your husband had to turn off my show because I'm so awful? (laughs) No. Right? No, 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 no. So I just wrote a message and it was nicer than what, but it was, it was closer to that than it was nice uh, about like, how was I supposed to respond? So I suspect he was one of the people that deleted his pledge. He's, by the way, he's deleted his pledges in the past and comes back. And that's why I think he's one of them. The other one was from Thomas. I'm not going to read that email because I want to keep, I think he would, I got the sense from his message that he wanted it to be a little private, right? But essentially he was reading me for filth too, about how I made him feel terrible and that uh, because I ended the show for something he said. But then he went to places, and I'm going to address this directly on the show. He went to places that I don't agree with. He said, well, I know, and this is, guys, we all have to do this. Everybody, everybody is guilty of this. Myself, my parents, for sure. You, everybody, and and he's guilty of it here, where we make up a play in our head, and then we let that play that we just made up define our decisions and actions so he says well i know you talk shit about me after the show and so i don't want to sp- support somebody who talks shit about me after the show i didn't say I, i'll be honest with you until taylor told me his name uh that's common cool and i had to go look up who it was i had to go to crowdcast and see who asked the question i didn't know who the person was and i know that might be more hurtful to hear that i didn't know who it was didn't I didn't even think about the person. You know, uh, I know I got upset by a question, but I never attached it to a person. I just got upset by a question. And so uh he, I know, so I'm 99% sure he's one of the people that quit, but I didn't talk shit on him and, and, yeah, we're. I'm a, as I've said before. I'm a complex person. We're all complex people, and the only difference is is I'm very willing to share that on the air, and that is the one difference I will say between me and Ellen DeGeneres is I am not a fake person right? Ellen DeGeneres is a horrible human being, but has fooled this country into thinking that she is a nice human being. No, you are getting what you get. Like, in other words, this is who I am. This Joe Batant, it's because this is who I am. Who you're hearing right now is the closest to who I am than anybody sees in real life even this are my thoughts just going from my brain to my tongue out into the universe okay so that is the one difference and, and and i'm giving you some maybe you think i'm a total asshole but maybe you can see this show as insight into a total asshole i only have two minutes left and i uh, don't want to um do another show so i'll just tell you this uh, after discussion with taylor the latte boy and this was his advice, and I completely agree with it. Uh, I'm still going to continue to do live shows. I mean, I sell live shows as a point. But I think going forward, and I've done this stuff before, but now I have a way of making it real. Uh, I'm no longer going to engage with uh, the people who listen and I am really happy that there's a vibrant active community on Discord I have given Humble Pie the keys to the kingdom so to speak so now she is the queen of Discord she can run it as she sees fit uh, I guess I only have to be there almost like the real queen of England She's like the prime. you know what she's the prime minister of Discord uh, I'm still the queen but I'm just a figurehead and she runs that thing and uh, I'm never going go to Discord, that's why we have Mixler back I've, I've disabled the chat in Mixler I won't see the Mixler, you guys can say whatever horrible things you want to say about me on Discord I'm not going to see it, the other thing is I'm not going to make a big deal about this I'm not going to announce this um, Patreon wide, so only the people who subscribe at this level and above are going to know this uh, I think people won't even notice, they just going to know that the live shows on, on Mixler and they, they chat on Discord, I'm not longer doing Animal Crossing, all that's done and I'll see you next time on This Job of Tense, right here on the Thumbnail.